Glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. All in. Deriving our strength from God. What do spinach, geritol, and one man's long hair have in common? All three of these things were recognized as catalytic infusers of strength to one degree or another. Spinach was Popeye the Sailor Man's go-to snack when he needed added strength. The cartoon character would squeeze open a can with his bare hands when he was in a pinch. Geritol is an iron-rich supplement taken by the geriatric set to improve vitality and strength. Finally, Samson, written about in the Book of Judges in the Bible, was one of the strongest men in the land until his long hair was sheared by one of his enemies. But in the case of the latter, God was the true source of Samson's strength, not his hair. In this, part three of my series, All Then, we've been looking at how we can love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Variations on these commands are found throughout the Bible. In this episode, we'll look at what it means to love the Lord with all your strength. By definition, the word strength refers to the quality or state of being physically strong. It can also encompass an influence or power possessed by someone. I believe we need both kinds of strength to fully love our God. We need to be sure our bodies, which are temples of the Holy Spirit, are spiritually fit. Paul reminds us in Ephesians 6.10 to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. We can trust that when we do this, we will indeed prevail, as Paul reminds us in Philippians 4.13. There we read that we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. I don't know about you, but I'm terribly grateful that I can rely fully on the Lord to strengthen me and that I don't have to rely on my own inferior power. We are cautioned against reliance on our own flesh in 2 Corinthians 3.5. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. I'm leaning into this truth this week in particular. Lately, my mind is spinning with a long to-do list, and my hands have also been quite weak. Yesterday, I was serving holiday meals and lifting heavy pans of food and today I was preparing my own home for the holiday and still did more lifting. My hands weakened to the point where I had to literally not do anything with them so they could rest. I'm so grateful that my much-needed infusion of strength is not dependent on my perfection or performance either, both of which fall short on every given day. We read Paul's prayer in 2 Timothy 2.1, and there we read that we may be strengthened by grace that is in Christ Jesus. What a blessing this is. I find it fascinating and even quite moving that when God asks us to love Him with all our strength, He fully equips us to do it with His. He gives us all the tools we need and is ever-present with us in every adversity so that we may abide in Him. In Joshua 1.9, we are told to be strong and courageous for the Lord God is with us wherever we go. Join me in trusting and thanking God for the eternal blessing of strength so that we may love Him well. I'd like to read now an excerpt from my second book, The Trap Door, and this excerpt is entitled, Abundance and Self-Reliance. 
Frank Sinatra's My Way spells out the singer's cavalier approach to living life on his own terms. In his famous song, he makes this arrogant declaration, For what is a man, what is he got? If not himself, then he has not. To say the things he truly feels, and not the words of one who kneels. Old Blue Eyes apparently wasn't too familiar with his Bible when he penned that pompous ditty, or he would have known that one day he will join every living creature in taking a knee before the Son of Man when he comes again in all his glory, as we read in Revelation 22, 1-5. Sinatra was certainly not the only man or woman of renown to proudly eschew reliance on God or anyone else. Shirley MacLaine once said, I don't need anyone to rectify my existence. The most profound relationship we will ever have is the one with ourselves. Sadder still is the partial quote from American actor Kip Pardue who said, I don't need anyone else, which is a great feeling, but also a depressing one. What could be more depressing than living out of relationship and communion with God? We are wired for relationship with Him. That relationship centers on our humility, deference, obedience, and the solid awareness that we are subjects and He is our King. Yet historically, people have mocked God and have been ensnared by their foolish pride. In 1911, a foolhardy spokesperson from the British shipping company, the White Star Line, was asked by a reporter how safe the company's new ship would be. His answer? Not even God himself can sink this ship. We all know what happened to the Titanic. Of course, there are plenty of people walking around the face of the earth who aren't as vocal as the aforementioned folks, yet still choose self-reliance over God-reliance. And even some Christians find themselves slipping into traps of self-reliance in their behavior and deeds from time to time. And if we're honest, we're among that group. When we worry, when we choose doubt over trust, it's an outward symbol of an inward power struggle. When we refuse to tithe during a financial crisis, we show that we value our own judgment and perceived logic over God's design regarding provision. When physicians try to manipulate the beginning of life itself or the exact timing of an individual's death, They teeter dangerously close to the Creator's sacred territory. And whenever we step out of obedience to God's laws, we set ourselves up as kings of our own kingdom, of rebellion against the only King of kings and Lord of lords. Though they may be subtler in nature, our little fiefdoms aren't any less offensive to God. Even if we declare our allegiance and profess our love for Him, we must constantly be on guard against any illusions we give ourselves that we don't need Him. We must never delude ourselves that our ways are higher than His. In 2 Timothy 3, 1-10, we are reminded that there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. We must commit to avoiding these traps as we persevere in our faithful journey on the path to glory. Though the road is filled with potential pitfalls, God promises us that we are faithful to Him, and He will present us with a crown of life. And that's from Revelation 2.10. And the keys to kingdom living are, don't allow a trap of self-sufficiency and success to distort your perception. Strive to remain committed to full reliance on God. And the doorpost is, again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Luke 18, 24. 
Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.